Hello and welcome to episode 50 of our podcast, Smart Consulting Sourcing, the podcast about consulting procurement. My name is Elaine and I'll be your host today. Each week, I'll give you the keys to better use, manage and source consulting services. This week, I'll explain how using the right compensation model can benefit your project. Last week, I gave you five reasons why executives love to hate consultants. We saw that building a solid consulting procurement capability and measuring your provider's performance and acting on it will increase your team's satisfaction when working with consultants and positively impact the return on investment of your consulting projects. Compensation models vary, and using the right one can benefit both parties, clients and consultants, and ensure everyone is happy and gives their best to the project. Every project is different, but choosing the best compensation model can greatly impact the arrival of the project. To maximize the benefits, take the time to evaluate and select the compensation model you think is right for you and your organization. Now let's dive into the most used compensation models and see how you can make your dream project happen while properly compensating your consultants. Here is how it works. If you want to optimize your consulting spend, you might be tempted to attack the cost base with traditional cost-cutting measures, reducing budget, negotiating discounts, setting up multiple validation, etc. Even though this can provide short-term results, we should not lose sight that using consultants is about value creation. As such, despite all the bad press about consultants and their fees, discussions should probably be about impact and value. Deliverable-based fees or flat fees. Most consulting firms use the flat fee structure for their projects. The consultant will evaluate the work to be done and staff a little team. The total fee will reflect the total cost of the team to provide the work. What are the pros? The consulting team will do the work even if the workload is higher than expected. The risk for the client is limited. The incentive for the consultants are through repeat business and resource optimization. But the client pays the amount agreed, even if the consulting team does the work faster than expected. The consultant can be tempted to supercharge their resources to mitigate the risks. The consultant can allocate resources to the proposal that will never work on the project to create a buffer. Time-based fees or daily rates. This system is very common, in particular with small projects and independent consultants. It can also apply to interim management assignments. The consultant will define a daily rate and invoice the client based on the number of days actually worked for the client. Time-based fees will be perfect for projects where you mostly need extra arms and legs, such as interim management or spot team reinforcement. The client will only pay for the work done and time spent. This fee structure is particularly transparent and adapted to projects with a finite duration. But on the downside, a low-performing consultant will charge more days. Besides, the incentive for the consultants are to stay longer to charge more. And what happens is you, if you're not available? 
and the work cannot progress as planned. The client has little control over the total cost of the project. The risk is mostly on the client's side. Retainer-based fees. When a client needs continuous part-time support, they can opt for retainer-based fees. The consultant and the client agree on several days per week, month, quarter, where the consultant will be on standby. The retainer can be paid in a lump sum or monthly, independently of the work done by the consultant. The consultant has to stay on top of the client's organization and priorities. The client is sure to have access to the consultant for the agreed period. This type of model works particularly well when deliverables are unclear and can change during the assignment. But the consultant can have several projects at the same time. The retainer client is not always their number one priority as the project is secured. Some consultants tend to consider retainers as paid commercial time. Value-based pricing. Value-based pricing is a pricing strategy where the prices are not set on time and materials or cost plus margin, but rather on the perceived value for the client of the service delivered. For consulting services, it could be a share of the saving realized in a cost-cutting project. The client and the consultant share the same interest. The more value created, the more value for each party. The risk for the client is very limited. They only have to commit to a small flat fee. However, the baseline and the conditions of success have to be defined very precisely so the client doesn't end up paying more than the value really created. The model is more difficult to apply for intangible deliverables with no direct measurable impact on the PNL. Traditional consultancies are reluctant to use this fee structure that does not fit their pricing and risk management models. You cannot book a team of four consultants from the pool when the payments for only two can be secured. Let's take a few minutes to dive into this value-based pricing. More and more consultancies are exploring ways to share the value with their clients. The movement started with Bain & Company when they moved from pure strategy work to more operational support. Value sharing fees make sense when the stakes are high and you expect the consultant to go above and beyond their normal delivery by aligning their interest with yours and giving them, beyond the sole repeat business, this perspective of a substantial upside in case of success. Typical projects will include cost-saving programs, pricing optimization, and a new business launch. To mitigate the risks, you will have to implement governance to ensure the activities and how they perform remain in line with the overall strategy and culture. Indeed, the consultants will take a very active role in the execution of the project, but you stay at the helm. And what are the expectations beyond the normal job that will justify a special bonus? The catch when using value sharing is to define clearly the starting point and the parameters involved in the measure. In conclusion, you can identify the fee structures that will yield more value for your company for each project. It will depend on the type of project, the nature of the deliverable, the context of the project, the flexibility you have on fees, 
and the level of commitment you expect from the consultant. That's it for today. Next time, I'll talk about six great advantages of the gig economy and the impact of consulting client. In the meantime, if you have any questions or want to learn more about what we do at Consulting Quest, just send me an email at elen.lafitte with the F and two T's at consultingquest.com. You can also have a look at our website, consultingquest.com, to know more about our book, our publications, and our services to improve your consulting sourcing. Bye, and see you next week. Au revoir.